Hey, hey, Sanford here, and welcome to Unlock to Unleash EP. And uh, this is episode number five, I believe. I'll have to double check that, but I believe this is episode number five. And uh, today we are talking and looking at trauma and courage. Now, so often we don't want to really look at the trauma because, you know, it brings up a lot of things for us. It, uh, it's hard to talk about. Um, it's not fun. It's not positive. But um, I choose to look at that differently. Um, I kind of look at it in the way of, of um, you know, if you're going to walk on a curb, you know, just balance on a curb walking along, you know, on occasion you're going to slip off. But you don't give up because you know at the end of the day, you're going to reach the end of the curve. And so I wanted to get into this topic today, and I'm so glad you guys could join me today. So let's just go ahead and kick it right off. So it doesn't take any courage to be nice, just like it takes more than love to build and have a successful relationship. The trauma that so many of us, and particularly our youth, experience needs a multi-layered approach. So let's start. Number one, stop thinking you don't have trauma. If you hate, if you discriminate, if you avoid, if you have shame, etc., etc., you have trauma. Your kids have trauma and other people that you interact with most of the time have trauma and we need to acknowledge that. <laughs> Number three, Call out trauma. Call out your own trauma. And call everyone you really want to be in your life to the table. And let's reveal their trauma too. <laughs> Number four. Whatever emotions everyone needs to feel. Okay. So I, I, I need to make this really clear because so often when we're stuck in trauma, we don't want to express our emotions. We don't want to confront what's happening for us. We don't want to confront anyone else. But we need to be able to feel. We need to be able to feel the shame, the blame, the anger, the hate, the snobbiness, the vengefulness, whatever it is, let it all in and then let it out. Now, that's where courage begins. As the deep, ugly, honest healing for that to really take place, we've got to step into that courage place. Now, I heard this expression that I, and, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it said something to the effect of, love looks forward, fear looks back, and anxiety has eyes all over its head. Now, let me clarify. I, I believe fear is the opposite of love. And love is the opposite of fear, which is why I use it so much. Why I use love so much. People say, Sanford, hate is the opposite of love. <laughs> well, I'll get back to that. Um, but let's go ahead and continue. I spent many years um, with my eyes all over my head, particularly between the years of 2002 and 2015. Why? <laughs> uh, because I have not been educated. I mean, I had truly been deeply educated in the crossroads of life. In other words, the trauma that steals the courage when we are born, 
I was never told that trauma was so powerful. I was never told that fear was so powerful. I was never taught this. And so this is why it's an absolute pleasure for me to be speaking on this podcast and sharing the videos and sharing my work because I understand the power of fear. I understand the power of trauma and it steals people's lives and no one's willing to talk about it plain and simple. So what I'm alluding to uh, with that opening statement is the power of courage. We all have courage yet for many of us, it has been made so small within us that it barely has a face. It barely has a presence. It barely has a say in who we truly are. <laughs> now, many of us are so busy working, judging and comparing, feeling overwhelmed or believing that we don't really have a choice. The world is what it is. And when this is all over, this, this coronavirus or whatever trauma or world disaster is going on, when it's all over, we'll just get back to our old life. <laughs> well, first of all, here's where I need you to tap into that courage for just one moment. Do you truly believe the world is going to go back to the way it used to be before the coronavirus? Do you honestly see your old life waiting for you? And secondly, was your life filled with love, vulnerability, and authenticity before the virus? Or were you living in an unconscious trauma state? <laughs> Courage can be hidden, it can be faked, and it can be diluted, it can be destroyed when trauma is the lead player in your life. Now, how do we know if trauma is in control of our life? Trauma is in control of our life when our health and our well-being are suffering most of the time. So what I want to give you guys with this talk today is 10 ways to know if trauma is the lead player in your life. Okay, And so I want to come from one perspective and then I'll go into others later on. And this is from the emotional intimacy part of our lives. Okay, So how do you know if trauma is in control? Okay, one, you are, are, are in a toxic relationship now. Just hold on for a moment. I'm not talking about a toxic relationship with anyone else. I'm talking about a toxic relationship with yourself. Meaning, you do things such as doubt yourself constantly. You know, you're suffering all the time with headaches, insomnia, fatigue, lack of appetite, and you have a plethora of anxiety. You're always in conflict with someone, getting offended easily, always feeling judged, just looking for a reason to create drama. And the next part of that is you're always busy, but rarely getting projects completed. Or if you get them done, you feel unsatisfied. Now, other ways to know if trauma is running your life, okay? You have difficulty trusting people, and this was a huge one for me, okay? Uh, when I recognized it, it, it literally broke me down. It really broke me down to, to tears, okay? And it's something that I had to work on. It's something that I still continue to work on because I have such a very a strong intuition, and I had to really call my intuition on its BS, okay? When I say it's BS, my, I was using my intuition to judge and, and to push people away. So I had to really do the work on that part. So I really recognize and resonate with that, that second one. 
Okay, thirdly, um, difficulty, you have difficulty with intimacy, deep love and and and, and even thinking about intimacy and, and understand that intimacy is not just sex, okay? <clears throat> it is so much more, okay? <clears throat> now, according to Healthline.com, now who covers every facet from physical and mental health, they say that intimacy may be influenced by your interest, your communication style, or your preferred way of getting to know someone. Healthline states that intimacy can be emotional, physical, experimental. In other words, finding and discovering common interest or it can be spiritual. I remember dating this, this, this beautiful, intelligent, and very interesting young woman. I mean, uh, she was just, to me, she was stunning. She was absolutely stunning inside and out. And the most powerful intim intimate moments that we had were driving up to the lake sitting in the car, barely talking to each other on a cool evening and falling to sleep in each other's arms. Now, this to me was pure intimacy. This was pure love. This was pure authenticity and vulnerability. Trauma can take these moments away. Here are other ways trauma runs our lives. And I'm just going to finish um, so I can... Um, uh, well, not finish, but I'm going to finish that little segment about intimacy because I want to talk about uh, other elements because I keep uh, stopping to tell you little stories, but I just want to blast through this, okay? So let's go on to number four. <laughs> other ways that uh, you know that you're in trauma. Always seeking uh, perfection in everything you do. Trouble communicating, expressing your needs, feelings, and opinions. Number six, difficulty setting clear boundaries. Number seven, Trouble showing empathy for others. Number eight, not comfortable being touched. Number nine, not desiring to connect or bond with others. And number 10, if you choose to connect with someone, it's usually someone that's constantly busy, that you can keep at arm's length, at arm's length and who is emotionally disconnected or in trauma themselves. Okay, now here's what where I want you to really hear what I'm saying because this is the reason I make these podcasts, why I advocate for mental, uh, or what I like to call brain health, emotional intimacy, physical and spiritual health in our youth and our young at heart. Now, are you in trauma now? Have you been in trauma? Do you know someone who's in trauma right now? Well, whether you were or you know someone or you're coming out of it, what I want to give you in this next little section here is how to get out of trauma, how to recognize trauma, and how to navigate it if it's coming on again before it gets into a full trauma state. How can we get into a trauma state? Well, as I mentioned earlier, courage can be hidden, faked, diluted, and even destroyed, as I found out um, in that long span of 2001-2015 when I found myself in trauma state, afraid to wake up from a life that I was creating, believing that if I changed for my partner, I would be happy, she would be happy. If I gave my partner what she wanted and, and deleting my own values, she would be happy and I would learn to be happy. 
believing that if I stayed busy and adapted to my partner's families, friends, and the way of living that they were all doing, that I would learn to love this life and I would learn to be happy. And more to the point, the trauma that I had would not have to be exposed and I didn't have to face it. Trauma doesn't just occur when we're older as we're getting older or it doesn't just show up as adults. Understanding how trauma sits in our body from childhood can help others face it when it comes out because it will. Trauma stems from several points of contact. It stems from bullying, it stems from um, community violence, disasters, world disasters, like right now we're in this COVID-19 and it's traumatizing a lot of people. Mental health is going through the roof. Suicide is going through the roof. Um, domestic violence is going through the roof. And none of these things are new. It's just now we're in a state where everything is closed down. It's all heightened, okay? Other touch points for trauma. Um, physical and emotional abuse. A stressful childhood. Medical trauma. You know, when I was a kid, I, uh, I broke my, my toes doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing, but I was a kid. And it literally traumatized me. And every time I see a, a fireplace, I always think about that. And it, and it, <laughs> it kind of rattles me a bit, okay? Uh, also, it can come from uh, current difficulties, you know? It could come from moving from one country to another country where cultures are different, values are different, customs are different. And of course, it can come from grief. Now, how can you recognize it? Now, I gave you some examples earlier with emotional intimacy on recognizing trauma states. In emotional intimacy, okay, just to refresh, I shared with you how people avoid touch, how they're toxic to themselves, how they have trouble showing empathy, and it's difficult for them to give and accept deep love and connections, okay? Now, according to research from Howard University, other ways that are affected and bring on this full trauma state is also, it's also behavioral and it's also physical. There are also physical factors. Behavioral being drinking, smoking, drugs and excess, even overeating or not eating is that sort of behavioral build to a trauma state. Okay, the physical meaning having a direct biological effect causes a spike in adrenaline, making the heart rate go up and the body goes into that fight or flight response and it stays alert even when you're sleeping. This also ages the body and the organs in the body. This chronic stress increases inflammation in the body, bringing on a range of illnesses like cardiovascular disease and autoimmune disease. Typically, the more trauma you've experienced, the worse your physical, mental, and emotional health is gonna be according to Harvard University. Now, what does all of this have to do with courage? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Here's a quote from the Center of Trauma Counseling. It takes courage to recover and to heal from trauma. It takes courage to make the changes in your life that can lead to you being in a safer and more secure place. 
And it takes courage to come in and touch the painful feelings and the unbearable memories and discuss them with your closest friends, family, your growth networks, and your therapist. These feelings and these memories are, 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 are certainly of value, but they bring on such terror, shame, and loss that you experience either recently or earlier in life. You have courage inside of your heart. Now is the time for you to express it. And that was the quote. Now, there are many things that can trigger your trauma state. Memories, thoughts, smells. Smell is powerful. You know, I, I still smell things from my childhood all the time. Some of them, well, most of them are great, but some of them bring on bad memories, okay? Sounds can trigger your trauma state. Feelings, new traumas can bring on that, bring on trauma. And all of these and other things can trigger that what if. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if, what if, what if, what if? Okay? Now, before I close, I just want to remind you of that quote that I gave you earlier, okay? Love looks forward, fear looks back, anxiety has eyes all over its head, okay? Kind of like the coronavirus, you know, you see those little, little germs all over, that little virus thing all over, it has eyes all over its head. The truth is, the trauma state is, a, is as present as air, okay? It is, it is as present as the air we breathe. So let me close with a few ways to face your fear and anxiety and unlock it, okay? Unlock that fear that is in your heart that I've learned, and I've learned these from, the, um, from a young lady named Michelle Rosenthal. Uh, she's the author of the book, Your Life After Trauma, Powerful Practices to Reclaim Your Identity, okay? So Michelle says she has five powerful things that she wants to share with us, okay? Number one, face the fear. Number two, find a buddy. I, I'm a big believer in collaboration, so I believe in buddies. Okay, number three, write it down. Number four, say it out loud. And number five, make a plan. Okay, so let me just break that down for you. Face the fear. Our natural tendency is to turn and run, deny, blame, make excuses, put on a mask. Okay, and let our ego take over. Okay, healing means finding the courage to face the things that frighten us most. Okay, find a buddy. You all have heard me use the phrase, who's in your boat? Okay, you cannot do it alone, folks. You just cannot. Look, there are steps, there are moments you have to be by yourself and do things by yourself in isolation. But to do this for long periods of time makes you feel like it's you versus fear instead of your crew in your boat versus the fear. Now, this is a much stronger position, okay? Write it down. Trauma creates mess and chaos in your mind. Like me, researching, studying, honoring my trauma and writing it down and creating these podcasts, my videos. This is my way of writing it down. 
When you write it down, your process, when you write down, when you write it down, your process starts to stretch out. It starts to become clearer and free up your mind and organize the information. When you choose the language or the medium to express your feelings, you reclaim a very important element, control. So whatever your process of writing it down is, is it music, is it poetry, is it podcast, is it a book, etc. Choose the thing that's going to help you express yourself. Say it loud. Things that have a life inside your head often look and sound bigger than they really are. When you say it out loud to your closest friends, your family, the people in your boat, or your therapist, they shrink dramatically. The more truthful, open, vulnerable, and present with your fear you are, the smaller it shrinks. And lastly, make a plan. At the bottom of every fear, as fear expert Susan Jeffrey explains, is that thought of, I can't handle it. But what if you couldn't? There will always be fear. There will always be fear. There will always be some smell. There will always be some memory or something or someone new comes in that triggers that trauma, that fear state. But creating a plan for your trauma and fear gives you something to do and how you can handle that. Choose your crew. Choose control. Choose to make a plan that you can have with you and that you can listen to and that you can share with yourself, your close friends, your family, and of course your therapist. Also, Follow me on Facebook, okay? Because I continue to create content because I definitely believe that we can navigate this mental health, our emotional health, our physical health, and our spiritual health. So follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Follow others who may talk about these topics as well. I'm not the only one, but I am a huge believer and a huge advocate in our youth and helping them navigate this place and, of course, the young at heart. So you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram under Sanford McMurray. And of course, my new platform for youth, which is called Intrepid 21st Century Gym. It's the practice of circus therapy and mental health. (laughs) Well, that is it for another episode, folks. I want to thank you very much for hanging out with me. And um, please look at the trauma in your life and step into that courage. I know it's tough. I know you may not have a crew around you. I know that you're probably lost in in the maze of it all, but follow those five steps that Michelle laid out for us. And, you know, I believe in you. I certainly do. Well, thank you very much for joining me, folks. I look forward to catching up to you next time. My name is Sanford McMurray, and this has been Unlock to Unleash EP. And I'll see you guys next time. And remember to always, always love your mission. (laughs) Peace. Bye now.